0: Let me ask you about the Philly star Tontes. So, in the uh, in the Stradbroke, it was a murderous pressure, and uh, if, if ever you're in a non-winning position, it, it was in a, in a race like that due, due to the leader going 12.4 lengths above benchmark, uh, Rothfire that day, and the state and uh, correctly the stablemate. It's right out the back. It though uh, ran well relative to that race. Has it got more to come from that performance?
1: Yeah, I I, I really feel it does, Ralphie. I thought that was a top run. See the way the horse closed that day? 5.1 above between the 8 and the 4 and 5.3 above last 400. That's how explosive the horse is off that type of speed. Now, you might lose a little bit of that power over over the last 400 to 800 metres if you have to use a little bit more fuel, but you won't have to use too much because all you've got to do is get your position. Ralphie, I can't help but warm to Snap Dancer and Star Tontes, They're they're the two that I'm really hot on. But Snap Dancers with the lady
0: And now on PG Podcast Network, it's time for the Year Round Carnival with Vince Cardi
1: and your host, Racetrack Rolfi.
0: G'day, thanks so much for checking out our Year Round Carnival review of the big meeting at Eagle Farm on Saturday, Tatsiara Day. A little bit of head wobble, we're pretty happy there. Audio there, courtesy of course. Sky Racing, David Fowler's call of the Tatsiara, the last group one of the Australian racing season. Vince Cardi from Daily Sectionals. Morning, mate. Good morning, Ralphie. How
1: are we on this magnificent
0: morning? Uh, to be honest, still shadow boxing from Saturday. That, that was a, a great result with uh, with Star Tontes getting up uh, <laughs> late. Wowee, that uh, gave us a bit of a shout to Snap Dancer out in front. It was it was a terrific race to watch.
1: It was a terrific race to watch. Very, very in- enjoyable. Funny about the track, though, I don't know if the track was uh, as on point as it should have been
0: yeah okay well, that's my question let's uh, let's break it down well
1: certainly had a bit of the Caulfield sort of feel about it coming around to pretty much from inside the 800 meters all the way until you sort of reach that 500 meter mark that track was definitely on the Intel at least 1.6 lengths below the standard and I would have to say you've just from experience, that's S5, S6. Right. And then we we are sort of back on to that sort of good range, particularly over the last 200 meters, only because they had the opportunity, obviously, because where are the rails out so far. And in terms to the 800-meter mark, yes, overall it was down. But if I took out the main, there was a 2100-meter race that probably sort of blew out that, how bad the condition of the ground may have been, but the reality was that was probably right on that G4 mark. So we did have part of the ground. That may have disadvantaged the number of horses, particularly when you're sort of coming to what would be considered the most critical part of the race or entering your positioning for that. If you're starting to spin wheels because you can't handle that ground or you're overextending from the inside the 800 all the way to the 500, that's pretty much until you're getting up to that turn. It's not going to be positive for you.
0: So only one leader won on the day. That was Rebel Rama. But uh, as you touched on there, it absolutely walks. So really, that's going to disadvantage leaders if you're uh, going at pace through inferior ground.
1: Absolutely. And that race there through, it's ironic that you say that, Ralphie, through the most effective part of the track, it was actually the slowest through that as well. So it was it was a, a pure conserving of energy all the way through.
0: Well, let's get to the Tassieara. Obviously, a, a couple of races dominated the card quality-wise as well. The last two races that we made pretty clear on our uh, preview podcast, and as always, uh, we can you can listen back if you didn't get our preview podcast. You can now listen back to it uh, free, unedited. We just put them all up afterwards. And, and just before I get into the Tassieara events. I'm glad we did Queensland because it'd be fair to say our tail was between our legs uh, after Sydney, but you know, we never stop learning. And one thing we learned was uh, when, when there's complete bottomless tracks in Sydney, uh, we won't be doing those type of podcasts again because it, it was just raffle racing.
1: And it really is because you're relying on so many things. There already are a a number of things that are outside of your control, but that sort of becomes, I don't want to use the word diabolical, but somewhere near that because how how can you work out what part of the track they're going to ride to, which which sections are heavier, how much overextension of exertion, but more than even beyond that, Ralph, is how hard it would have been for the trainers to be able to get their horses targeted the way they need to be. And we've seen... The example, the Blue Jacket boys on one of the final days, they sort of come unstuck and and might not have been because of their skills. It's got to do with the preparation of a horse and not being able to maybe train them the way you'd like to because their training tracks are just like bottomless.
0: Actually, you've touched on uh, something that's given me a reminder. So you're talking about the trainers. Yep. With the jockeys. Now, Corey Brown said something fascinating on uh, Sky on Sunday, so we'll get, get to the Tassiara shortly, but while, while we're having a banter, he said something fascinating, and I think when someone says something unusual, it's been at the top level. Take note, right? So, yeah. So Corey Brown, obviously, multiple, multiple Group 1 winning champion jockey over the years, and he said, I reckon the boys, for after riding on bottomless tracks for so long, he said, I've got no proof of this, but he said, my gut feel is they are so used to holding onto the horse's heads that when they got on the clean ground, a lot of them took a little bit of time to adjust to actually just letting a horse run and flow because they've been uh, holding on horses' heads on bottomless ground for, you know, two months.
1: Oh, no doubt about it. And and there's there's further proof in the pudding about, of course, they want to hold on because that energy gets depleted so quickly yes. on, you know, very heavy ground. Your <laughs> horse might have no chance after 400
0: metres. <laughs> Fair enough. So um, uh, we always get our, ask our members if they'd like to contribute to the show. Let, let's start with Darren, who's uh, one of our great supporters. Enjoyed watching Star Tontes get home from an impossible position, second last. in the Tatsiara. Keen to hear Vince's breakdown of how the pace and sectionals played out. And Vince, I'm going to say as a starting point, what you've touched on with the, uh, the ground of the 800 watching it, I thought, well, they're going at a murderous speed. But actually, they weren't, according to the clock, which probably is further proof that um, the ground was genuinely affected.
1: Yes, yes. And so for, for people that may have been back, backing horses where they don't appreciate the, the, wet, uh, the wet ground, then you know you might be able to put a little bit of forgive tag. But there it was. The speed was only plus 2.7. The surge was in the mid-race. But the reality is from what should have happened... In terms of speed, we did sort of say that possibly on the low would be somewhere around that 2 to 3 range, but this wasn't because it was set up that way. It was because of the ground conditions.
0: So that slowed him. Uh, Anna Visto, 2.7. I haven't read any communication what was wrong with it. She clearly wasn't right in the day. Snapdance, so it clearly was. 2.3 links above benchmark, but really, Vince... We see it a lot, and I don't know what your actual percentage was, but you always say, if you'll you're be on 10 lengths for the lead, you're in a non-winning position. Well, start, Dante's. She was in a non-winning position.
1: Well, she was, but then if you take away Snap Dancer and our good friend Ana Visto, yep. that speed's probably, for the rest of the pack, is somewhere around that half-length above benchmark, right. and then you're, j- you're just outside it, right? Yep. So you, there's the reason why that horse was able to do it. Under any other circumstances, probably just not going to quite get there, but it was able to do it through that. And the and the move in the mid-race for that horse was excellent, just superb, absolutely brilliant. I felt that that horse always had that capability of doing that. Overall, the numbers, 2.9 above, best of the day, that's solid, very, very solid for this horse. We, we knew it had the capacity to run potentially up to plus three, and it has been able to do that just sort of means that this filly's got so much more scope.
0: Well, so a couple of things you mentioned about the move. So the move's 12.2 lengths in the mid-race. That, that's huge. But also race to race. We've got some nice apples to apples here. Was there a chance, and I'm, I'm, obviously I was burying for her <laughs> um, So, but was there a chance that early, even though the ground was a bit softer, that she was a little bit flat from that Stradbroke? I mean, that, that, talk us through the different first 600 from the Stradbroke to this race. Yeah, race race. Well,
1: yeah, for sure, Ralphie. There's some good points there. 4.8 lengths above IVR benchmark versus minus eight.
0: <laughs> That's 12 lengths difference. Yeah, uh, speed
1: was gone, wasn't it, from yeah. the legs? Absolutely. And in the, obviously then warmed up and picked up beautifully. And have a look at those splits from the 600 home. 3.4 between the six and the four peaking. Yep. Mind you, that was uh, probably from as we touched on the most affected part of the track and then plus 1.8 from the four to the two and the same over the 200 meters. So maybe that it's not, again, wouldn't have been by design just been able to breathe a lot better through that first section helped it not to overextend its energy through the, a critical part of the race where the ground was off.
0: I did specifically ask you if she could return what you did in the, uh, in the golden rose, um, you know, where would she be? And you said she wouldn't be missing the top three if she could do that. Well, in the Golden Rose, 3.1 links above benchmark. And I saw Damien Ratcliffe from The Age uh, tweet out that, you know, you there's a good case to say the Golden Rose was the full race of the racing year in the Congo, Animo, Artorias, and Star days now. Yeah, brilliant group of horses. And um, well, I don't know if they're all going to be racing into the next
1: season, but if they are there's going to be a lot of excitement because they've all got talent. And I don't believe all those horses you mentioned, we've seen the best of any of
0: them. dancer, gallant in defeat, as we say, uh, as the phrase goes. Did uh, now, now, we've got this this uh, benefit of hindsight. Can she run a strong 1,400 but was unlucky under that circumstance due to the race shape in the ground? Or is it probably 1,300 to <laughs> complete out of limit? The way she punctuates.
1: Well, she did punch light. late. The, got did get an opportunity to breathe in the mid-race, which helps the horse to be able to get the distance. And then if we compare it to Ana Vista, like you said, obviously wasn't 100% right, then it's probably done a pretty good job. And it's really only done the good job maybe for the rest of the competition around it, Ralphie. It's one of these things, Ralphie, it's hard to say that the horse isn't going to be capable at this distance range because they're still put down a plus two. But if it was up against the very best, then we'd say no.
0: Right. From Anthony, I fancied the best horse ran second on Saturday, but back snapped Dance with to start Tontes and had the Cornella or a bet type I really take. Firm ground, fast horses, you guys are unstoppable. Thanks for the podcast quality over the past month or so. Been a proper fill-up start Tontes, Alligator Blood, and Apache chase, chase all well in Double Figure Odds. Vingo ball a high single digit odds. Even the Oaks winner played four dollars plus. So that includes Vince. Your race speed profile. So uh, well done there, mate. With you, with terrific uh, carnival. Robbie has also uh, added that he's he just wanted to say thank you for starts on day. So that's the that's the, the wrap of the Tats Tiara. Anything that we've missed from that? Obviously, as we said, uh, pretty disappointing there on the day at Avisto. And, and really, there's nothing in the data because there's a horse who says, who does like uh, firm, uh, who does like wet ground rather.
1: Yeah. No. Technically, the best two horses that were prepared for that race have managed to finish one, two, with the exception of Ana Yep.
0: Fair enough too. All right, last race uh, that was a fair bit of quality there was the Healy. We we're keen on King of Sparta, but um, but I don't know the market wasn't keen beforehand. And we, you know, you did want to say that uh, this is a horse that you wanted to see approval from the mounting yard. So whether it was the yard or the market or whatever, I think uh, obviously it wasn't turning up. It was it was uh, low fours on Betfair pre-race, so that told me that uh, the real King of Sparta wasn't going to be there. Steve's asked, probably not alone in asking, what do you guys make of King of Sparta's performance? Jumped great, settled within the strike run, into the straight. Had to stick to the middle of the track, but didn't seem to respond to riding. Jockey also seemed to put away at the whip away at the 200, but that could have been due to some traffic issues. Seemed a bit flat and odd, especially when you factor in the positive trainer comments early in the day. Had a good day, but could have been really good day going into King of Sparta Baller. Gary Baldy had a saver on one diva due to previous info podcast where she had been mentioned. Sadly, left it out of my quaddy. so a little bit of a sick beat there, Vince.
1: Yeah, probably that was the low light for me, myself, as well, in this race, Ralphie. King of Sparta, if we start with this horse, well, we know one thing's for sure. A clean ground all the way through would have helped it. Now, would that have made a difference for the horse? It probably would have made some sort of difference. Given that the way the horse dropped off and where it had to sort of maximize its exertion probably didn't help, didn't help this particular runner. Overall, if we just isolate the ground conditions, the horses come up one run short,
0: and probably almost to its typical profile. So, if, if, even though they intended to, obviously, come to play with it, sometimes even even trainers as good as the Snowdens can't get a horse to race out of its typical profile. And, and this can be the case for sure.
1: The beauty is of this type of horses, you. you I don't know, will it be coming to Sydney? What will happen
0: now with the horse like this I'd just say they'll freshen it and then just go to the spring carnival. I don't think there's really a race for it over the next couple of months.
1: So I'll I'll be quite happy to be eagerly waiting the return of this horse. And we know one thing's for sure. We need good, clean ground. Let's see what happens. That wasn't uh, what this horse is capable of doing. It ran well below its overall target. But from a first-up perspective, it did. Pretty much what the past footprint of the horse is. Minus, maybe it would have been a couple of links closer if the track had been clean all the way around. But that probably still doesn't get
0: you... On the podium. All right, we'll break down the uh, Juan Davis performance, who we did sizzle in uh, after a Caulfield run, and also in Rose Hill. we we gave it, gave it a a big figure back in uh, October, Vince. Just, actually, just I'll, I'll surmise that that yep. for you, mate. Can you uh, give it give us some insight into what Juan Davis actually did do, given we're focusing on what who didn't win?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, firstly, when we look at it, 2.8 lengths below benchmark first section. Between the eight and the four, it's almost gone. Benchmark, very good. And then held on pretty much over the last 400. There was a a, a taper over the very last 200 metres, losing about 1.5 lengths overall, or 0.8 below benchmark for the actual last 200 metres. From a scorecard point of view, plus 1.7, very close to that Rose Hill run at 1,200 metres back in October of last year and was able to run that so that's probably the low life for me i'm disappointed that didn't find that profile for this horse for this particular race because that would have definitely elevated it right up into the the charts and had it sort of prominent and a a genuine top four contender but no i didn't go there ralphie i was probably extremely bullish on baller and king of sparta and just didn't feel that horse was going to be up to that. Now, sure, those horses may not have run to their, their profiles, but the reality is this horse did and was
0: excellent on the day. All right, well, I'll break that down in sizzlers. Now, next week for our members, our Group 1 members, uh, I'll break down the top five performances of the Queensland Carnival. So if you're a Group 1 member, you'll be uh, getting that email. Uh, If you'd like to become a member via my website, racetrackralphy.com.au via the right-hand links and click through to become a member, support the fact that we're independent, corporate bookmaker, ad-free. You never hear ads on uh, radio and uh, – sorry, you never hear the ads that you hear on radio on our show. We are absolutely, uh, completely corporate bookmaker, ad-free and independent. because of our loyal members, we'll swing over to Caulfield, Vince. A couple of highlights to the eye, but firstly to the track itself. The wind was uh, obviously playing havoc on the day, mate, and that uh, that smashed the uh, times of pretty basic off-season horses. As an overview,
1: yes, true, and and of course you've got the ground, a bit of ground conditions to work with. No surprise coming up well below benchmark on the day, and when I say well below, minus two two lengths below. That's that's. The, Rock-solid S5, possible S6 range, but S5 is not a unrealistic assumption. So I feel that... The race club's definitely got that right,
0: and the uh, and really position running was pretty vital there because that that wind where it's it sort of it, it's almost a cross and headwind for those for those shoot races. It made it, which is unusual when the rail's back in the true position, made it really tough to lead. And that blending run was the uh, was the optimum situation.
1: Yes, and then you had the the scenario, of course, which the wear and tear happens with that track around that 400-metre mark. It was probably, realistically, when you compare it against all the sections on the day, it was probably two lengths off, a further two lengths off.
0: So you always um, throw in your rankings to go with the overall time, just sometimes if there's a quirky day and it's hard to run time. Uh, so that brings us to inundation because that, that seemed like a pretty exciting uh, horse on the up, another good one for Price and Kent. Yeah,
1: it was. <sighs> of course, overall... <laughs> I can't believe it, though, but this is, this is it is what it is. Minus 1.1 1. 1 for the best of the day. Yeah. <laughs> that That's the number. But if we break down the, the performance, almost gone benchmark through that first section, that's excellent for 1,000 metres. We've got that little bit of wear and tear as we're getting to that 400-metre mark. We, we, we see the slowing there. Drops off by about three lengths. And even when we look at that last 200 metres, the horse was only marginal but in terms of uh, coming off, like 1.7 below benchmark between the four and the two, and then 1.9 over the last 200 metres, that's, that's held on pretty strongly, Ralphie, given the speed that it had to use and the energy through that first two, 300 metres. I thought the horse did very, very well. Of course, always a little bit disappointed when they can't break benchmark on a Saturday meeting, but the ground conditions on the day sometimes makes it very difficult. Even on the roars, there's the inside 6.8 below when you look at the, the history. It's, it's just a tough day to run time.
0: No doubt. Uh, well, just, just we'll finish on one almost for a bit of fun, except if you're on her, of course. I've never seen a horse cave in like no effort did. Well, maybe not. Never. I can't remember one anyway in, in race four. Uh, was she going quickly early? And this probably gives you proof about uh, not only the, the ground condition, but also the tailwind at the back straight there. Yeah, 11.3. What <laughs> is going on, right? That's ridiculous. So but- that would lead... Uh, the vast majority of Group One two thousand races at Caulfield. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's how fast she was going. It's so tough to yeah. be able to hold and maintain. And then if you look at the profile of the horse, I'm, there you are, seven year old mare. Uh, that's actually a PB in terms of early speed. I'm in just going life. through that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a PB, Ralphie. It's, if I look at the next fastest, had two runs last campaign. One was at Cranbourne over a mile, plus seven. And the other one was Caulfield, 2,000 metres, plus 7.2. So, it's managed to beat that by about four lengths. So, no wonder the horse was going to cave in. And the only reason why it was probably able to hold on to where it did in the end is when they go fast, if you don't have some type, sort of ability, the horses behind you generally aren't going to get past you.
0: Yeah. Um, let's swing over to uh, to Sydney how did Edge uh, feel um, Randwick played I would have liked this type of ground when the good races were on It would have but
1: <laughs> uh, I, well we've been used to so much wet tracks over there but here we are we were still with definite give in the ground there's no question about that S5 rock solid I marked it in the end as being the ground conditions when I sort of initially marked it down with the adjustments of minus 1.9 also got to take into consideration when you look at the raw figures early in the day they were sort of running 15 links below which is genuine sort of s7 sort of range and then if we we get the sprint race coming out of the difference shoot they were down or about minus 5.7 but for me the real clarity was When you get to race six and they've gone 4.5 below, that's why I felt overall, this is where we're at. And even race seven, there was further proof because you've got to sort of ascertain the quality of horses as well, how much of an impact that's going to have as well. And they were, with the exception of race nine, they were probably the races where they've got good history and this was going to give me that sort of final insight about what that ground condition was actually going to be. And you could see Francesco Guardi was minus 3.1 on the raw figures. Sort of gave me that confidence, okay, we're, we're, we're
0: S5. Speaking of Francesco Guardi and our Eagle Farm Sizzlers, minus 0.2 links below benchmark, ranked 11th on the day when it won uh, the uh, the second race there at Eagle Farm. And our Sizzlers, we rode imported uh, second local prep it resumed in a blanket finish slow track Gosford with a midfield run, just minus 5.3 links below benchmark to significantly elevate here on clean ground. Second up to 1,400, matching his local PB set, Rose Hill, 17th to 11th. That gives us great confidence there's more to come. And I went on to break it down there, but I said the sustain coat. Cl- nature of his clothes was seen by the best last 1200 of the day and he's, he's gone on, gone on with it here he
1: has Ralph here so he was a, he was always a good horse to genuinely consider as a what I would have considered the card to be a thin day for betting but that yep. was one of a couple of runners that was hard to ignore not giving this horse some sort of consideration knowing its profile
0: yeah no doubt and just as an overview there, there's one with uh, whipped down which Queensland back to Sydney with success. Is Chris Waller doing in Queensland, Sydney? What uh, what the great Johnny, Johnny Hawks used to do when he had those big teams uh, for uh, for Darley back in the back in the nineties and noughties When Melbourne, Sydney it wouldn't matter wherever they were, they could just keep on going up and down the highway and win. Yeah, I have
1: no doubt about that. Waller's always been very good when he takes them to Sydney, uh, from Sydney to Queensland. But now that he's got that stable there, he's just gotten better. And I don't know, maybe the next five or 10 years, he could dominate that in a very ferocious manner. There are a couple of very smart trainers in Queensland, but he's definitely looking like he could dominate both Sydney and Queensland in the near future.
0: Uh, well, another trainer who did it with success there on the day was, uh, Joe, Joe pride who, uh, who sent a uh, taxi up to Eagle farm with, uh, without, uh, without a result there, uh, leading and fading Won the civic stakes at listed level. Uh, it seemed to get a soft lead on, uh, on, on the visuals and wow, the data says that's exactly what it got.
1: Yeah. Beautiful. How good was that Ralphie coming from a race at Eagle farm going four lengths above and then turns up here and runs eight and a half lengths below benchmark first section. So how much energy are you going to have between the eight and the 400? That was the winning move. Being able to lead at a, a speed that's super comfortable. I mean, just have a look at its profile. With the exception of that ran with bottomless track, where it was nine, minus nine nine point, 19.7, realistically, this horse's last 10 starts have been at least five to eight lengths quicker than that in terms of early speed.
0: So that's massive letter oh, advantage.
1: Huge, huge advantage. I have no doubt they would have been very, very happy with that. And the horse, horse did a good job.
0: All right. Well, I'll be breaking down Oscar Zulu. We'll know that for Sislas because they couldn't yep. have done much more from that from that position uh, for sure. Uh, we've got finals day at Flemington this week. Rose Hill's got a good card as well. So if you want Vince's work via dailysexuals.com.au, If you want mine via racetrackrally.com.au. Thanks so much for checking out Year Round Carnival.